The Lead Story is proudly brought to you by Alex Forbes. Alex Forbes, insight, advice, impact. Welcome to the Business Report. My name is Michelle and today I'm speaking to Fenny Gavali, the CEO of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Namibia or ICANN. ICANN hosted the first ever National Accounting Summit last week. I think about 300 people attended. Yes. You can help me if I'm wrong. Yes. And various panel discussions and keynote speakers led the way to deliberate the challenges and the opportunities of the profession today. Mm -hmm. So Fenny, welcome to our show and thanks for talking to us. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's so good to be here. So this was the first ever such a summit in Namibia. What brought about the idea in your mind? What, what sort of needs did you see that, that created this, uh, this uh, summit? Michelle, that's a very interesting question. And I think I need to put it into perspective. So as the Institute of Chartered Accountants, one of our mandates is to provide training to our uh, members that are registered with us. So historically, we've always provided very traditional uh, training, which is extremely technical. And our members have been yearning for non-traditional topics, you know, topics that are of interest to the profession that are softer topics, you know, in terms of economy, how we're doing in terms of digital revolution. And we thought to ourselves, you know, why not host a summit of, of this nature that can delve into the topics that are relevant for our profession and not necessarily only the technical aspect, which we are known to, to, to always, you know, attend. So, so we listened to our members, but we also wanted to give to the larger community and professional accountants that are out there that are not necessarily registered with us, but are interested in the accounting profession. Yeah. So of the 300 odd people, what would you say have been the balance between members and non-members? Well, uh, the bulk is definitely members. Okay. Um, we also, so that would be about, let's say, 60%, and that's just roughly speaking. We also had students, mm. so accounting students, that was really, really good. And then we had a few non-members, not, 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 not to put down the number, but mm. our focus was really on members, but we also wanted to invite non-members to attend. Yes. Okay, so you have mentioned some of the topics. I've heard the digitalization, etc. So tell us about the various panel discussions. There were actually quite a few. I think there were about mm. six or so panel discussions and then different speakers and keynote speakers. So what were some of the highlights and the conclusions of the summit? Mm. So we had eight themes of which one theme was purely technical and we just wanted to really just focus on the technical aspect and we left that last um, <laughs> very, strategically. <laughs> very strategic so that everybody stays behind for that <laughs> as well um, but we started off with just looking at the economy as a whole and what are the opportunities from an investment perspective um, and you know what came out there was really the focus on informal settlements um, you know how do we how do we actually also take them into account when it comes to investment opportunities? Because they've been largely neglected, um, but there's opportunities as well for the informal sector. And we just gave a high-level overview of where we are in terms of the economy, which sectors are making a lot of um, uh, a lot of money and should be and should not be, etc. We also looked at the digital transformation. So, how relevant is it for us? Is it going to make us completely distinct or irrelevant or not? So, we delved into these topics and what are the the, the, the digital aspects that we need to in, embrace, you know, the fact of the matter is that digital transformation is not going to take over the accounting profession, but we need to work with it so that we can make our um, profession so much easier to navigate through. Um, we also looked at the education sector, you know, um, that is one of the sectors, unfortunately, that uh, we 
we, we don't seem to, as members, really give it a lot of attention. We don't have a lot of academics in the education sector. And the curriculum is so much important because that is the root of the profession. If you cannot get the curriculum right, mm. we might become irrelevant. Mm. And we looked into that aspect of what do we need to do to make it relevant. And then some of the others, just to keep the short, uh, we also looked at tax, mm. you know, tax policy, um, tax administration. So we had a, a NAMRA representative there that was very insightful. And then we also looked at sustainability, very important, and governance. Governance, I was governance, just about to governance, say. Governance, yeah. governance. Well, yes. that actually takes me to the next point is to talk about the scale, like you've mentioned now in the statistic, I've, I've heard that of the 900 CAs in the country, about only 15, one five in number are mm. in academia. Yes. So I guess slightly more in public sector, but maybe not that much more. What are some of the challenges and how can we get more accountants and qualified accountants into public sector mm. with a view of the governance benefits it brings as well as the, the skill? Mm. Well, um, yes, you mentioned the, the academic part and I want to just give a little bit of context when it comes to public sector. So if you look at our nine, our member base of about 900 CAs, both local and international CAs that we have registered, um, less than 1% are in the academic sector. Mm. If you compare it to the public sector, that would be about 4% of our member base is in the public sector. And and that includes SOEs. Mm. Um, but but the, 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 the reality is we are quite content mm. with the CAs that are in the public, uh, in the SOEs. Mm. I think a lot of SOEs have really, really tried the utmost best to recruit CAs. It is the raw government, the central government, mm. where we're really lacking that expertise. You know, the regional councils, the local councils, mm. um, Treasury, Ministry of Finance, that is where um, we are lacking um, CAs in the public sector. So what's the challenge? The challenge is, and we actually did a survey this year, which gave us a lot of guidance, so we launched a survey to our, to our uh, uh, member base and there were quite a few challenges that were mentioned by our members mm. um, including for example the remuneration gap um, and that is something that uh, we have to tackle with the government because it is part of the um, uh, it's an it's an act that that one needs to look into and then of course also you know political bureaucracies um, a, a little bit of slower decision making and and red tape, and 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 that is what is the challenge of, you know, our professional accountants not yeah. uh, not wanting to enter that space. Yeah. And did it seem like there are plans in place to maybe address some of those challenges by central government? Will they make it easier? Sort of, did they commit to anything? No, not at this stage. But we are in conversation with them. Okay. And I really want to say it's not going to be an overnight. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for example, the aspect of remuneration that speaks to an act, mm. um, and you know, a, a government act. So it will have to be something that we need to enforce. Like, how can mm. the public sector and the pub, private, private sector, you know, merge the gap in remuneration? Um, and then some of the aspects we looked at. We've got a public sector committee at ICANN. We looked at mm. um, skills development. You know, how can we develop skills in the public sector and train the public sector on soft issues? Mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's just a matter of, you know, decision making, um, you know, leadership, leadership yeah. you know, uh, time management, etc. Mm -hmm. Just to, to really address these. But talk about a classic items. example of cost benefit analysis. You know, I mean, it might be initially a little bit of an extra strain on the budget, mm -hmm. but the benefit that will come as a, as a result. 
quickly on the training inside public practice and outside public practice. So at the moment, articles for future CIs can only be done in public uh, um, in. in public practice, correct. correct, with the auditing firms. And in South Africa, they actually offer training outside public practices where you can do your articles with the breweries or banks or whatever. Correct. Where are we in that process? So that is uh, really, really one that uh, I guess it, it has been close to our heart. Um, so, as you correctly stated, in South Africa, it is it is really active. Uh, but I do need to mention that in South Africa, it's actually only 10% mm. um, that do it outside public practice. So 90% of the training program is still within, mm. in public practice. Um, in Namibia, we wanted to follow a similar step. So we did have stakeholder consultations with the banks, the big banks, the four big firms, some insurance industries, um, to, to, to hop onto the bandwagon. Um, unfortunately, um, we didn't get very far with that because of certain internal processes within the banks that first need to get mm. um, a little bit of attention, structures, processes. It's not something that is easy to to, to, to uh, set monitor, up and uh, yeah. monitor. You know, you need the right skills, you need the right people, you need the right processes and mm. structures in place mm. to have a training office outside of public practice. With capacity. With capacity. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's something that we're still looking into into the future. Finny, lastly, are we going to see another summit? <laughs> I Will this be an annual event? I definitely do think so. Excellent. I mean, uh, judging from what, what uh, the demand was mm. at the summit itself, uh, I don't think I've heard any single person that said, you know, this should be the last. Yeah, exactly. Um, so definitely we will still assess how many mm. times and, and so forth. But I do believe uh, we want to look into having one again next year and then we take it forward from yeah. there. I think the point on the AI and the role that that can play in audits, where it can actually take the nitty gritty work out of the auditor's hand and it get the auditor to focus on mm. real investigation and analysis, you know, that was also... You know, quite interesting, and maybe we can hear more about AI in the future if I can yeah. uh, plant a seed for a for a topic. <laughs> Absolutely. Penny, thank you very much for talking to us, and all thank the you. best, and thank you for all the good work that you're also doing. For Fantastic. Us. Thank, thank you. you so much. It's always good to be in a radio talking about ICANN and its activities. Thank, thank you. you so much, Michelle. Thank you. The lead story was proudly brought to you by Alex Forbes. Alex Forbes: Insight, Advice, Impact. 